0: The opinions expressed on this show are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily represent those of Funeral Radio's management or sponsors.
1: Welcome to A Good Goodbye with certified thanatologist Gail Rubin. She says talking about sex won't make you pregnant, talking about funerals won't make you dead. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your host, Gail Rubin.
0: What is the Death Cafe? The Death Cafe originated in the United Kingdom and is based on the work of Swiss sociologist Bernard Cretaz. He held Cafe Mortel events in France and Switzerland where people ate, drank, and discussed death. Well, today you are listening to the two pioneers of the Death Cafe in the United States, Lizzie Miles and yours truly, Gail Rubin. Lizzie, welcome to A Good Goodbye. Why, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So you were the first person to hold the Death Cafe in the United States. You're in Columbus, Ohio area in July of 2012. So tell us and our listeners a little bit more about the Death Cafe movement. What what is it all about and how did it come about And how did you get involved, too?
1: (laughs) Sure. It's actually kind of a funny story, I think. A death cafe, as I like to define it, is a pop-up event where people get together to talk about death and have tea and delicious cake. And that's it. That's usually how I summarize uh, what a death cafe is. I found out about it from a blog post by someone who had attended a death cafe in England. And I went out to the deathcafe.com website. And John Underwood had just posted guidelines for how to host a death cafe. And he said anyone who wanted to could host one of these events. And I was intrigued. That's how it all started. Hmm. I think
0: I... Found out about it too online, and I actually had a conversation with John Underwood, who was the man who gave it the Death Cafe name, and did salute uh, Bernard Cretaz's gr- uh, groundbreaking work. And I believe he and his mother Sue Barsky Reed had their first one in 2011, and since then it's
1: become a worldwide movement. It's amazing. I checked the website today and it said it's now in 31 countries and the website has uh, 1975 Death Cafe events but I know the number is higher than that because not everyone lists their event on the website, although they should. So I would say we've had over 2,000 events worldwide in 31 countries, which is absolutely incredible.
0: It really is. And what was your first Death Cafe like?
1: You know, I did not know what to expect. And I still have all the emails I sent back and forth to John. It was about three months of anxiety. But the actual event was, it was so much fun. If it can be fun to talk about death. Mm-hmm. It was a warm and inviting and interesting and everyone had a really really good time. And I knew after I had my first event that this was something special. It it really is. My
0: first event, my parents actually attended the first death cafe that I held in September of 2012 and It was wonderful. Very warm. There was a lot of laughter. I had about 20, over 20 people in the room all around a big long table all talking together. But the wonderful thing that came out of that is my dad said, you need to come over to the house and I'm going to show you where all the important papers are. And that was such a blessing. It really helped break down any resistance to talking about death that there might have been between my parents and I, but we've always been pretty open about that kind of conversation anyway. Does somebody need to have any special background to
1: host a death cafe? That's a that's a good question, Gail. I think we've had lots of discussions about this over the years, I, you don't it doesn't require the host to be a clinician or have any special criteria. I think you would want if you were hosting an event to, to have experience with with being with people who are experiencing thoughts or feelings related to end of life and grief and loss. It would be helpful to to have that experience so that when topics come up that the host is is comfortable with the intense expression of emotions if if that should come out mhm Typically, as you know, it, and it's a very philosophical conversation. I stocked up on my first event. I had three boxes of tissues, <laughs> and I don't think anyone's ever used a tissue. Actually, at my very last event, finally, not that I want there to be tears, but the, it, people rarely cry, but you have to, as a host, be comfortable with what may come up. Mm -hmm. and and so that that's really the criteria and only you can know what your comfort level is
0: Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be a psychologist or a hospice worker
1: no and and again I think it's for your own comfort level and uh, if if someone for example if somebody were suicidal And not that that happens a lot, but that's a question that comes up. Would you know what to do in that situation? Mm. So you don't necessarily have to be a professional. This is a philosophical conversation. But if if something should come up, you have to at least, you know, know what you would do in the situation and know how to refer to the appropriate community resources. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not a. It's not a grief support group. It's not a counseling session. And as long as you advertise it and let people know that it's a philosophical discussion on death and dying, then people, the people come with the correct expectations for the event.
0: Mm-hmm. What are the uh, guidelines that Death Cafe puts out for uh, the ground rules? For, for this conversation
1: yeah the the ground rules are pretty simple I, I the beauty of the death cafe is there's no agenda and there's no ideology and there's there's no marketing or sales or education so quite simply it is a safe place for people to come and talk about Death and dying and whatever's on their mind. You want it to be open to the community, and it should be um, it should be accessible to everyone. Free, if possible. And if not free, then it should be free for the people that can't afford to pay for the event. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy. I think. Sometimes people get caught up in the idea of catering and all. You know, oh, I got to rent a room and do catering, and it's it's not that. It's tea and cake and conversation,
0: mm-hmm. or cookies.
1: I I do or cookies. cookies. Yeah. yes, that's true. I have I had cookies at my first event. So, <laughs> and and
0: really, you can hold it in any number of places.
1: That's true. Um. I, you know, when I talk to people about uh, potentially hosting a death cafe and talk about the possible locations, I usually suggest that it's something somewhere that's easily accessible, that there's plenty of parking, You know, that's not a requirement. It's just going to affect your attendance. If you have it in uh, a church, for example, that's a possibility. There have been death cafes in a church. Just know that you would not have the entire community possible attend the event because of the bias that people might have or, you know, the worry that people might have. About
0: the religion.
1: About the religion. Yeah, yeah. my death cafes, for a while, it was quite popular with the atheist population. And so, you know, my environment was, was a public cafe. It was a neutral environment. And so, uh, people of all faiths or beliefs or non-beliefs felt comfortable in attending. Mm-hmm. I was originally concerned about um, a funeral home environment because of the stigma or people would think that it was really goth but I recently switched to a funeral home uh, for my location, and it's worked out really well. It's a very nice, it's Schedinger in Columbus, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very nice environment. And those who have been attending my death cafes, both in the cafe environment, and now in the funeral home, they, they really like the space. You know, it, it it's pretty wide open. It's just, you want to some place that's convenient for the host and convenient for the attendees. Mm-hmm. That's we, my one,
0: long answer. <laughs> We're going to take a short break here and then we will be right back. Find a final resting vessel for your loved one or beloved pet at artisurn.com. We offer handcrafted one of a kind urns, jewelry, and keepsakes. Our Memorial Chronicles blog has grief and loss resources that you may find helpful visit us at artisurn.com. That's
1: A-R-T-I-S-U-R-N.com and honor your loved one or beloved pet.
0: Welcome back. We're continuing our conversation with Lizzie Miles about the Death Cafe movement. I love the idea that uh, funeral homes can host death cafes because so often, We turn to funeral homes when there is a death in the family. Uh, The home funeral movement is not necessarily that well-established and and people are still turning to the funeral home for those services. Do you think that plays an educational role in holding a death cafe there?
1: Well, if it's educational, it's indirect. So it's getting people comfortable walking into the building. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the event itself, it's not really meant for education and information. Um, But I think definitely the the changing the idea of the environment and making the funeral home more of a community space, uh, it reframes things for people.
0: And I think a lot of funeral home directors are looking for ways to get the public into their facilities without having to attend a funeral. So I think this is a great idea. In fact, I want to explore that with uh, some of the funeral homes in my area. When you have these conversations in the Death Cafe, are there any themes that seem to consistently emerge in the discussions?
1: Oh, you know that's so funny. I'm I'm reluctant sometimes to say what the topics are because any topics that I list, it would be very limiting to the, the actual scope of conversation that happens at the Death Cafe. So, I've had 25 events so far and and because I don't tell people what to talk about, I'm still hearing topics I've never heard before. So it, it it is affected by who attends. So if you have people that have gone through some medical experiences or the loss of a loved one and maybe a traumatic hospital, you're gonna hear stories about advanced directives and, you know, right to die and those type of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, But if you have people that you know of more of a metaphysical slant, they might be talking about after-death communication. You know, the atheist population certainly isn't talking about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, I did have a table where I had someone talking about reincarnation sitting with uh, several atheists, so. But, you know, it it just depends on who attends and Mm -hmm. then who's sitting next to who else and and how the conversation goes. My last death cafe, the subject of pet loss came up. And one of the women that attended uh, said that families, she works in the funeral home and she said, families that are picking up cremains from pets appear to be more bereaved, then family members picking up cremains from humans. Isn't that that interesting? An observation that she made. So, you know, then we talked about pet loss, and that's actually how some of the tears came out because we were all very connected to our pets, and so um, but it, that's the beauty of the death cafe, is the conversations are just different every time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious, what what types of things do they talk about in in New Mexico?
0: Well, I find that the topics tend to fall into four areas: financial, spiritual, medical, and emotional. and it 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 does vary in terms of you know what actually gets discussed, but i I, I find it falls into those four areas, and a lot of, issues of control. I think baby boomers are control freaks <laughs> but but I've had people as young as in their 20s attend and up to a lady who was in her 90s.
1: Yeah, that's I I had one event where I had a 70 year age range. Wow and that was fascinating. So I have a question for you. One of the things that's really surprised me, is that in my uh, at my events people do not talk about what's in the news as much as I thought they would do hmm. you have people talking about things that are going on the news in the news related to death and dying like the mass shootings or the airplane
0: no actually now that you bring it up it's more personal experiences it's personal
1: yeah, and that's why I think the guidelines are so important to allow people to bring what's on their mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we could never anticipate what people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say there's also, I don't know how you would categorize this. There's some quirky topics of... Um, I had somebody who lived in different cities and they said, depending on the city they lived in, the drivers were more deferential to funeral home processionals, funeral processionals in some cities rather than others. Interesting. And I had people talk about, what what do you call that, photography after someone dies? Like, I don't know how you would categorize that stuff. It just sort of... (laughs) So,
0: But it it is a wide-ranging conversation, and there is a lot of laughter. One event that I held, the woman who was speaking, it was near the anniversary of her husband's death. Her husband died in the hospital. But she told us, the nurse came to me and said, would you like to donate your husband's organs? And she said, well, he's using them at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> we all laughed, and um, but that's the kind of natural humor that comes out. So if someone wanted to start a death cafe in their area, what would they need to do?
1: Well, I would say, I, I, think, I think the first thing they should do is just kind of look around and see if there is another one in their area. And there's no limit to how many death cafes there can be in one area. But if there's one that's already happening, it would be probably interesting for a first timer to attend that to get the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. That would be my suggestion and also connect with the host and let them know and coordinate with them if they're wanting to host if you're the first one in the city then checking out the guidelines on deathcafe.com and sort of reading everything through so you have a good understanding of of the event and how to go about it and then it's finding a place and picking a date getting a co-host to help you possibly and then marketing
0: and that's right get it in your local news news outlets calendars uh, yeah
1: if you have a pr background but i, I do. hear yeah. i hear this a lot when people are saying their attendance has dropped and Uh, You know what I tell people is that (laughs) the older adult population is not on social media. Yeah, (laughs) and you need to be varied in how you promote the event because your promotion will directly affect your attendance. Mm -hmm. Do you disagree? Do you agree? Oh, I agree. Yeah,
0: and I actually have fans—people who come again and again to the Deaf Cafe to listen and talk it's amazing but so i use email to yes. uh, people who have already attended yes. and and people in my area uh also listing it in local uh, newspapers and other calendars for public radio etc and um actually very little social media uh, I could put it on Facebook, but I, I think most of my new people come from seeing it in the local alternative newsweekly. Mm-hmm. So, well, this has been
1: great. Any last thoughts before we sign off? I would just like to encourage anyone who's interested in hosting to just do it. It's such a simple, it's just some such a simple event, you know, Um, it doesn't need to be that complicated. It's really just creating that safe place. So I would encourage anyone who's interested in hosting one to just try it once and see how it goes. And they are surprisingly upbeat.
0: You can find more information at deathcafe.com, everything you need to know about anything that's already going on in your area and and the, uh, the guidelines for hosting one. So Lizzie Miles, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. And uh, remember, you can get more information about Death Cafe in Albuquerque and get a free planning form from my website, agoodgoodbye.com. And hope everyone lives long and prospers.